Welcome to the Human Being Unleashed podcast, where we redefine, realign, and reimagine what it means to be human so that you can live a life with the health, wealth, and relationships that are inherently yours. what's up what's up welcome back to another episode of the human being unleashed podcast i know you guys have missed me for the last month i have been so deep in the trenches and launching zamio and now that it is officially launched and going i wanted to go ahead and return back to these episodes i also have a lot of loaded episodes in the queue a lot of great interviews coming up for you guys there was a, I actually was getting ready to start releasing the interviews. Um, however, before I actually went on the hiatus, I was like, you know what? I actually think it'll be better if I come back and share this journey, this hell of a journey that I just been on and that I'm really on right now. I'm doing this for two reasons. Number one, you can learn a lot, I believe, from hearing somebody else's story. In fact, I learned my biggest business life and life lessons through hearing other people's story. And number two, this is a great way for me to document this experience of building and launching Zamio. So, um, let's go ahead and let's start here. So you guys know, I, you know, I like using this thing called hypnosis to help a lot of people. What a lot of you um, may not know is that using hypnosis gave me this crazy passion, uh, to work with children and something ended up happening. (laughs) I ended up starting a company for children and I'm going to share the story about basically the, from idea all the way to actual launch and to the first sale and everything going um, everything going on in, in my world right now for anybody who is interested. But pay attention to the lessons that I'm going to be sharing with you because um, well, the lessons that are going to be expressed through the story. And if you have a business idea and you haven't been moving on it, this may be the exact episode that gets you moving on it. Because I'm going uh, to share something with you that got me moving more than, more quickly than I thought. So back, back, let's go back a couple of years to when I met my uh, amazing business partner, Nikki. When I met her, we uh, decided to bring our skill set together and launch our mindset business and uh, our behavior transformation company, really where we help entrepreneurs really change their behavior pretty rapidly. And as we were doing this, uh, we're having fun, you know, enjoying it. But I started, no- me and her both started noticing something. So if you don't know Nikki yet, Nikki, she is the NLP whiz inside of what we do. I do the hypnosis and then they go through uh, mental and emotional release sessions with Nikki, which is an NLP process. And she does a lot of timeline therapy inside of her process, and so do I. And timeline therapy, as I've shared with you guys a lot on this podcast, is, you know, going back into the uh, subconscious part of your mind to find certain memories in your life where you may have made certain decisions. Like, I'm not good enough. Nobody loves me. Nobody likes me. Everybody hates me. I'm not wanted. I'm a burden. Um, We make these decisions in certain moments in life, and these decisions, we internalize them. We emotionalize them, and then we normalize them until we express them. Them to the point where that becomes our normal, that becomes our reality. And so being able to go back to these moments 
and making different decisions is, is, is life changing for a lot of people, not for a lot of people, for everybody who does such a process. And what I saw was that we were working with hundreds of people and 10 times out of 10, literally 100% of the time when we took them through timeline therapy processes, they went back to the age group. I thought it was 5 to 12, but when I started going through all of my data, all of my notes, it was actually 3 to 12. And this means, every, so whenever somebody sits down and do a session with me, I do about... I do about three memories. I take them back to about three memories. And no matter what, without fail so far, every person that has sat down in front of me has gone back to an age in between that time of three to 12. Okay, yes, it's, I've had some after and yes, some before, but at least one of the memories go back to that age group. For example, um, I had a client who was really struggling um, let's see, let's actually find a, re a recent one. I think this would be a good example. Okay. I had a client who was really struggling with being confident and like selling her services. She felt like every time she was going to sell somebody or she was going to offer her product, she felt like, oh, nobody's going to like it. No, they're not going to say yes. Nobody can take me serious. So what's the point? And she wouldn't follow up with people. In other words, she wouldn't make money. So we do our session and she finds herself back in a memory where she's like three years old and she's riding in the car with a family friend, but in her mind, she doesn't know who this family friend is. And in order to get across the border, because she was in Mexico, in order to get across the border, she had to lie to the border patrol and tell the border patrol that that was her dad. But in that moment, as a young girl telling and lying like this in her mind, she was like, this is, you're not my dad. Like, what are you doing? You're not my dad and you shouldn't be here. But she felt too scared to actually say that. And in that moment, she made a decision. And that decision was, I am powerless amongst this situation. In other words, I can't do anything to change this situation. And I'm powerless became something it became a story for her and she went on her entire life telling and this was preventing her from moving forward and we can use my example right when I was four years old and I was watching both of my parents have an argument that led to their divorce of course this wasn't the argument that led to their divorce there was a lot going to it but this was like the argument that like you know was a final straw right and as I saw that happening, my mom and my dad fighting, not like physically, but, you know, they were verbally saying some things and then seeing my dad drop to his knees, scream at the top of his lungs, crying not from, for my mom not to leave him. In that moment, I looked at what was happening and I said, I'm not safe anymore. And boom, that stuck with me like a tattoo for the next 20 years. And so I started to see this pattern of all of these, all of these adults who were really just healing their inner child so they can live the life that they wanted. And so as I started noticing this, I was like, you know what? You know what? What if we just help the children? Like, what if we started helping children learn emotional intelligence so they never again question their worth, they never again question whether they're deserving, whether they're loved, whether they're good enough, never again. And even if they do, they're resilient enough. They have the skills and the tools to bounce back. 
right? So I started that, this, this wheel started turning in my mind of how can we help kids? How can we help kids? How can we help kids? And so I started growing this passion for helping kids. Like I was literally getting teary eyes working with people discussing what what happened like in their memories and sharing with me like them feeling like nobody liked them like a, a client of mine was sitting alone at a park at four at four years old during recess and none of the kids are playing with her so she said well i'm not important or i'm invisible like it started breaking my heart so i started getting this passion for helping kids but i believe you can have passion without having urgency and in this case i had passion but there was no urgency, right? Like just people like, yeah, I'm passionate about art, but they're not urgent in creating it. I'm passionate about, you know, education, but they're not urgent in changing education, right? And so I was passionate about helping children, but I wasn't urgent. And then one day, one day I'm having a session. And when I do sessions, I typically keep my phone Behind me, I keep my phone, like, I have this chair next to me, and it's, like, sitting on the chair. And I typically have the phone down, like, the screen facing down so I can't, like, see it or get distracted during a session. But in this case, I had my phone up, and it was on the chair, like, that was, like, you know, on the right side of my desk. And I saw the, the screen go off while I was doing the session, and I can see it was from my business partner, Nikki. And I saw that it was a photo and she had some stuff written out. And I was like, well, I'm doing my session. Like, I can't look at that right now. Like, I got to I got to pay attention. So I do my session. Session is done. I pick up my phone and Nikki sent me this picture of an eight year old boy. Matter of fact, it was a lifeless eight year old boy, lifeless. Who was laying in a hospital bed while his parents were over him, hugging him and holding him. And his body was blue, pale. This young boy chose to end his life because he was getting bullied at school. Eight years old. Eight years, excuse my language, but fucking eight years old. Tore my heart into pieces. All of a sudden, I'm sitting there reading this story. Tears coming down my eyes, my heart and my chest. It just feels like it's caving in. My stomach feels like it's just freaking doing a turn and twisting. And I'm here bawling over a stranger that I never met in my life. And I've never, ever, ever have cried over a suicide. But I've never also been personally impacted. There's one girl that I knew in high school who who, you know, lost her life to suicide. I knew of her. I didn't know her enough to be, like, sad. I was like, dang, like, that's, like, you know, that's shitty. But, like, it didn't hit me emotionally. But all of a sudden, I don't know what about this young boy, but something just struck a chord in me. And it just, like, lit something I've never had before on fire. And I'm starting to read this story and I notice, hold on, I wonder how many other kids are doing this. So I Google two words, child suicide, child suicide, two words. Within seconds, I see that child suicide, that suicide is the second leading cause of death for children 10 to 24 years old. What? 
second leading call of death for children as early as 10? And the eighth leading call of death for children from 5 to 10? What? Five-year-olds are thinking of this stuff. And so here I am reading through all of these articles, reading through all of this stuff. And in fact, there was a great article. I'll probably link it in the show notes, but it was uh, it was uh, called Child Suicide, like a rising... Uh, I don't, I don't want to... I don't. It's written by Andrew Solomon. Great writer, great... And like, I read this thing and I started noticing that all of these outside factors... Ch- oh, excuse me. But I noticed that all of the outside factors as to why these kids are losing their life to suicide. Well, yeah, some of them are different, right? Like being bullied, some, you know, being abused and some just foster kids. And like there's all kinds of different outside circumstances, right? But the internal circumstance was consistent. And that internal circumstance was a belief, not just a belief, but a feeling of not being good enough, not being worthy not being deserving of life, not being wanted to the point where they said it's better off if I just, if I go. What? And so I started to see these are just beliefs and emotions that can be changed. They're not true. These kids, they they can't see into the future. They can't see the fact that they are good enough. They can't see this bigger picture. And then here I am, finally, urgency kicks in and I'm like something has to be done and so I start looking online and start looking at emotional resilience emotional intelligence for kids and then all I'm, I'm seeing some courses here and there right like some things here and there nothing major very very minimal like I had to search to find stuff and then everything else was basically just blogs just blogs on how to help your kid be emotionally intelligent but there was nothing doing it There was nothing that was like a money printer that was like, you put it in, it comes out as a result. Like there was nothing that was doing it. Like all this mainstream stuff, there was nothing doing it. And so my entrepreneur mind immediately sees the biggest opportunity, opportunity of my life. First and foremost, to coming here and meet a need that is not being met in this market on a mass scale. And secondly, I'm an entrepreneur. That's opportunity to me. That is opportunity to me, not just financial opportunity, but the opportunity to build something. And so I'm like, look, I'm not going to do no nonprofit. I'm going for profit because I believe in a world where there's more than enough. And I want these kids to know that they're more than enough. So I start thinking, okay, we're going to build a for profit company that's going to help children be able to build, basically give children the mental and emotional skills that we desperately needed growing up. And so my mind is turning. I'm like, okay, how is this going to work? How is this going to work? How is this going to work? And that's the only question I'm saying, right? But my mind is literally consumed with this question of how is this going to work? So I keep asking myself this question. Day goes on, another day, another day, another week, another week, another week, another week. Nothing is really hitting for me, right? This was around March, This was around, no, actually, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. This was actually around February where I'm like day in and day out. I'm like, what, what is it going to be? 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 And then I come, and then on April 16th, the idea, boom, it just hits me out of nowhere. All of a sudden, this big idea just like, it's like, I don't want to use the word download. It wasn't like a download. It was, no, I was asking the freaking question of what is this going to look like? And then my subconscious eventually gave me the answer. 
And the answer was a game for children. A video game for children that think of a Roblox for mental health. They're going through this learning experience, but it's literally they have their own avatar. It's a little story. They're going through these real challenges that make them that teach them these, these pillars of emotional intelligence for each challenge that they overcome. They win this in-game money that they can then use to turn into like a Sims world where they start building their own reality. And this idea hits my mind. I'm like, holy crap, this is it. I share it with my nephew who's 10 years old, Roblox fan. All of a sudden, he's giving me all of these crazy good ideas. I'm like, holy crap, this is it, right? But I'm like, but I don't know how the heck I'm going to do this. I'm not a tech person at all. So I hit up my, so, okay, I did skip one part. One of the parts that I skipped was I shared this idea with Nikki. I was like, Nikki, I got it. Because one thing about Nikki was she was always passionate about helping kids too. She brought that up multiple times in our career. But she was always passionate about helping kids. And so I was like, Nikki, I got this idea. What do you think? She was like, oh my God, it's a bad idea. We're like, oh my God, we're going to do it. All right. So we're like, okay, we're going to do this thing. I don't know how we're going to do this, but we're going to figure it out. So what I like to do is I like to find people who've done anything remotely similar and ask them how they did it. <laughs> That's basically it, all right? So I had a good buddy that I did. I was on his podcast, my buddy Finn Hodgins. By the way, if you are a creator, you're an influencer, right? Which I know a lot of you guys are. You need to freaking go to grouped.com, G-R-O-U-P-E-D.com. My friend Finn launched the most amazing community platform I've ever freaking seen for, uh, you know, creators, influencers, and stuff like that. This is just a, you know, slight little, I'm going to throw that in there. Anyways, um... Um, he built this company. He already built a successful company before, and he was building a second company that was in the tech space. He already raised like a million dollars, and I was like, look, bro, I got this idea. What do I do? Like, how do I do this? He was like, well, what, I'm, what I think you should do first is actually start thinking about how you can put that idea down to an actionable step. So maybe you can't go off and build a video game, but what can you build right now for the world that you can immediately put out there? It starts getting you in that direction. In other words, like an MVP, which is a minimal viable product. What can you put out, to, out there to the world ASAP that you can immediately start learning from the market and start getting actual revenue that you can start using to build this company? I was like, it's a good idea. Go back to the lab. And I'm like, well, the most simplest thing is there's all these freaking uh, personal growth platforms for parents. Why don't I just build one for kids? But how do I make it fun, though? Because I still want to make it fun. And so I share it with him again. He's okay, good idea. Now what I recommend you do is write up a wire, draw up an entire wireframe and storyboards. I'm like, what is that? He shares his screen. He shows me his wireframe, his storyboards. He's like, that's it. But go watch a YouTube video. You'll learn how to do it. Great, cool. YouTube, how to create wireframes. YouTube, how to create storyboards. Yada, 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 right? And then within like, on April 24th, this was April 16th, I talked to Finn April 17th, around the 18th or 17th, April 24th, I had the entire wireframe built, all of the storyboards built, and I literally just did this from scratch, no experience, I just went and learned it, right, so when you want something bad and you want to learn it, guys, just go do it, throw yourself in and you will fucking get it, I promise, and so I just learned this, I like built this thing, I share it with them, he's like, whoa, okay, you did it. This is actually a good idea. 
but it may take like a million dollars to build at least. And I'm like, oh, it's not going to work, dude. <laughs> I don't have a million dollars. He was like, you don't need a million dollars. What you need to do, though, is you need to immediately put this product out, make a minimal viable product. Like, what can you start putting out right now? I was like, well, I can put together this video course for kids. I'm not the expert. I can go find all these experts who are good at what they do and have them do. He's like, all right, great, go do it. I started reaching out to all of these people, and then I started reaching out to um, a, a video production companies to see how we can get this thing shot looking really nice. And it turns out I'm going to need about 20 grand to build it. I'm like, okay, do I want to use my money? No. How can I go raise a quick 20 grand to build this thing? So I write out, this is literally what I did step by step, guys. You guys are getting it all. So, well, actually here, one more thing. Before I went out and started raising the money, I was like, okay, let me get commitments, verbal commitments from all of the, from these experts that are going to be in this platform. Let me get verbal commitments. So I start getting verbal commitments from them. Hey, I'm going to pay you this percentage. Would you be down to come in and do this? Yes, yes, yes. Okay, great. Have all these verbal commitments. I'm like, don't worry, we're going to do this. Then I go and I hire a video, uh, I go and I hire a video production company. He's like, yeah, it's going to be about 12 grand. I'm like, um, okay, good. We're going to hire you. I did not have the money. I was like, don't worry. We're still going to hire you. And so I made all of these commitments with no money, right? With no money for the product, for the project. I just made the commitments. I was like, all right, cool. Made the commitments. Now I'll find the money because I got no choice. I got these commitments now. I can pull back on them, but I'm a man of my word. I don't want to pull back on them. So I then, so I then say, okay, uh, I don't want to give any equity away. I don't want to give any like percentages of my actual company away before it's even built and doing any revenue. Like I don't want to do that. Let me call up some friends who I know got money and let me structure this thing as a loan. So I created my own terms. I was like, look, this percentage and like, give me this much and I will pay you this much with a little bit of interest. Okay, great, cool. Like I just wrote up my own deal and then I looked up and, and so, so I wrote up my own like little like, here's what I need, here's the terms. Then I wrote 13 names, 13 names of 13 friends that I have that I know, you know, they have some money, they got some deep pockets and you know, 20, 30, 40, 50 grand probably won't hurt him. All right. So I write down all these names and I'm like, okay, I'm gonna start dialing them one by one. But before I started dialing them, I was like, hold on, but how do you pitch them? Okay, uh, let me look up how to build a pitch deck. YouTube, how to build a pitch deck. Within about six hours, I have my own pitch deck built. Fully pitch I did all the market research, got my TAM, I knew like all of this stuff, right? So I build my pitch deck and then I then I end up phone, then I end up phoning up the the names, and by name number two, I raised thirty grand. <laughs> I didn't need the, I didn't need to call anybody else. I was like, oh, by name number two, I got all the money I needed. And the person, the second person who gave me the money, they said, look, next time come to me first, and I'll give you a line of credit for like a hundred grand. But if you need any more money, just come to me first. I was like, no freaking way, and like this just worked out beautifully. Raise the money. Boom. Great. I go and I hire the videographers. I'm like, okay, now here's your actual money. <laughs> and I go and I draw up the contracts for all of the, all of the people who I was going to bring into the platform, the teachers, the social and emotional teachers. And I send them the contracts. They sign. We're good to go. I we, we buy this, we get this Airbnb for us to do the shooting. I'm using all the money I just raised, right? Not all of it, but this is where I'm using the money from. And I, we, we build this Airbnb, I mean, not build it, but we get this Airbnb out. 
And then we buy the plane tickets for these people to come fly down to Austin so we can do the shooting. For everything's going great. Not even 48 hours before we launch. I mean, before we bring these these people, before these people hop on this plane and fly to Austin, not even 48 hours in, the main teacher, the main woman, the main facilitator, we were building this entire thing around. Got gold feet and said, sent us this book in an email, basically saying, I can't do this. What are you freaking? By the way, guys, I love this this woman today. We have a great relationship, still really good relationship. Okay, so mm, everything's good. But at the time, I was like, "Are you fucking kidding me?" I got livid. I w- I started like freaking punching the pillows, screaming in pillows. I was so mad. I was like, "You gotta be kidding me!" Number one is we lost the money that we got on bringing you on. That's gone. Number two, we're forty eight hours out. You couldn't tell me like freaking two weeks ago. And so I get like super pissed off. I am extremely angry. And I called my business partner, Nikki. And she's like, Adrian, God damn it. You're a freaking solution finder. Go find a solution. But if you want to be angry, go ahead. Be angry for a little bit. So I was like, okay, cool. I'm going to spend an hour just bitching and complaining. <laughs> and I was super mad. And I was like, okay, I'm done complaining. Let me pick up my phone and do what I do best. Let me dial. And I started calling people. Yo, I'm in this situation. Do you know anybody who can help? Long story short, we find this phenomenal woman who's exactly what we're looking for, who brings the same thing, and boom, she's down to fly to Austin in like a two-day two day notice, and we have to fly her son out. We fly them over here to Austin. They get here. We have no idea what we're actually going to shoot. <laughs> Everybody lands, and we're like, okay, guys, I have all these freaking, I have all these construction papers. We're going to cut these up. And we're going to start laying it out on the floor, this entire course we're about to bid out, this entire learning journey we're about to bid out for these kids from start to finish. Took us about a day and a half to build all that out. Now we got like two days left to shoot all this content. We just head down, shoot the hell out of this content. And while we're shooting the content, guys, listen to this. While we are shooting the content, the main videographer, the guy who like runs the entire team, calls me outside and says, Adrian, I have to go, I have to fly. I think it was Utah or something. He's like, I have to fly out and I can't do it. I was like, what? Why? And he was like, my stepdad just died. Oh, what? Of course, I was like immediately like trying to comfort this dude, like hearing him, talking to him, like just letting him like be. But in the back of my head, I'm like, I'm so sorry this happened, but I have to get this done. So he goes, he talks to his other partner, and he's like, look, he explains the whole project to him. He's like, look, this guy, Dean, can do it. I trust him with my life. He can do it. I was like, look, I trust you, so I trust this guy. Let's do it. We shoot it. We shoot this amazing campaign. Everything goes great. And we shoot all the content along with, like, you know, some ads. So we shoot all this stuff. And then we're starting to actually build the platform, right? We're starting to actually build the platform. And our platform is like, imagine a Kajabi course, but gamified. So it's like you get points, you get badges, right? You get these cool, you get these cool surprises and you get to earn uh, like leaderboards. It's a really cool thing that we, that we decided to, um, you know, go with, right? We're like, we don't want it to be just a course for kids. We want it to actually be really freaking fun, right? And so we start we start going with this new concept. 
And as we start, you know, getting everything built, everything's starting to get closer and closer to launch date. We're talking to we're talking to one of the main guys who's actually helping us with the course platform. And he says, hold on, guys. Um, have you guys heard of something called Kappa? And I'm sitting here like, Kappa? Like, cop, cop? What? What? He's like, no, Kappa. It's something about, like, children online predator prevention services. I was like, oh, shit. I was like, this is a thing? He was like, man, it's a whole law. Meaning, if you launch this company without being COPPA regulated or um, uh, COPPA compliant, you can hit get you can get hit with some fat lawsuits and lose everything. I'm like, you got to be kidding me! I'm like, we already spent all this money. We we started building this shit. We freaking got all these beta users signed up. Like, are you kidding me? He was like, I'm not. And so I'm just like, oh my god. So I go live on Facebook. I know, guys. It's probably not the best. Just sharing everything out loud. But I wanted to share it because I look, guys, look, I'm building this thing. I got a lot of smart people on here. Maybe one of y'all guys can help me. Sure enough, one of those smart people sent us a message. They said, hey, look, I have a lawyer. I don't know if they know anything about this, but I'll connect you. Sure enough, his lawyer is a freaking COPPA lawyer. He didn't even know that she is deep in the COPPA stuff. I'm like, oh, my God. So we talked to her. She's like, okay, it's going to cost you an arm and a leg, but I'll be able to get you guys COPPA compliant so you can launch your platform. Oh, thank God. But it was expensive. Anyways, it pushed launch back like another three weeks because they had to do a lot more like legal stuff. Then we got it. We freaking got it. And they gave us the green light and said, you can launch. (laughs) So I'm here like, oh, God, we can do this thing. And October 17th, we press live. And it has been one heck of an experience so far. Just, I learned so much throughout this experience. And I actually noticed that like I'm a lot more resourceful than I thought I was too. Right. And this is my plan. Like, I want to share with y'all guys, like, my actual plan. And this is my plan. So I still want to build this video game, right? But, you know, in the game development space and talking to some people in that space, it's going to be very expensive to build. So I was like, okay, that's going to be very expensive. So what we can do, though, is we're going to build this platform. And the revenue we earn from this, we're going to use to start building this game. And we're going to build a community through this platform. And so when we launch, we have an entire community to launch to, all right? It's my entire idea. So what we're building right now, like if anybody's curious, so think of Mind Valley. If you're not familiar with Mind Valley, go look up Mind Valley. We're basically building a Mind Valley for kids. Think about a Netflix of personal growth for kids. And we're starting at the foundation, which is emotional regulation, reorganization, and optimization. Learning how to reorganize your nervous system. Let feelings move through you all the way. Because if we learn that, if we experience that, then we're going to have the emotional bandwidth, the cognitive capacity to do bigger and better things, right? Like one of the things we want to teach them is like how to start and grow your own business, how to find your purpose. All of these things for kids in a gamified 
online portal. You can call it this playhouse for personal growth. And right now we're actually live, guys. We're going to turn this into a subscription model. But right now you can get lifetime access to the platform. And if you want lifetime access to the platform, go ahead and use Go ahead and go to Zamio.live, Zamio.live, or honestly, you can go to Zamio.co. Both URLs can take you to the same place. They're both redirected, but Zamio.live, sign up, and whenever you're about to check out, go ahead and put the code UNLEASHED. Put the code UNLEASHED, and I know you came from the podcast and we will give you a crazy discount. I'm literally going to take 50% off of the entire thing. Okay, that's a lot. That means you get lifetime access to this course and everything we release for like 148 bucks. if I got my math right. Okay, so we go ahead and get and check that out. But I wanted to come on here and I wanted to share this story of how I took idea all the way to actual product, all the way to launch, all the way to the first sale. We launched Facebook ads, started getting our first sales, and... It's been a crazy experience, and uh, I wanted to share how that was with you because I felt like it could be very valuable for some listeners. But thank you guys so much for listening, and I will see you guys next week for a phenomenal interview with my good friend, Alan Mullinger. Trust me when I say this guy is about to drop some shit that's going to go foul. All right? See y'all there.